John Doe, you're the hope of the world. wondering what they were referring to in that Counting Crew song. How does it go again? It's down here at the New Amsterdam. It sounds like there's a bar name. Oh yeah, now that I'm saying it out yeah. loud. Yeah, it's a bar. This is the second opening we've done about Counting Crows. Oh, we have it. Oh shit, we're recording. All right. Uh, uh, hey, everybody. Um, uh, Welcome to Actual Comedy Presents an Actual Podcast. Uh, yes, this welcome. is Angel Ace. And I'm Aaron. 
Yeah, and uh, we're here to uh, present to you some topics today. Um, yeah, a bunch of weird shit that I've been uh, doing some research on. You've been diligently doing your research. Dil- like, some would say autistically doing the research. Uh, who would say that? Um, I wouldn't me? say that. Well, that's because you're nice. You, okay, you're one of those self-diagnosing people? Does WebMD count as you? I mean, does my doctor count as a diagnosis? Mm, does he? These days? I don't need to fit into somebody's book. That's true. You know, or page, yeah. or or ICD-10 code. What does that mean? That's what they use, like, to bill the insurance, like, based on whatever your illness is. Okay. There's a code for it. Okay. And it's what? ICBM? Well, it's called... I. Well, ICD-10 was the last one. I think it might be up to 11 now. It's like the, the D, DSM. What does that mean? That's the handbook that they use for, like, psychological uh, diagnosis. Oh, the fucking... Yeah, that thing. But the ICD-10... It used to be 9, now it's 10. It might be 11, actually, by now. But mm. that's what they use every... They every so often update it to, like... Um, Include new diagnoses and shit. Oh, okay. Gotcha. For billing and insurance purposes. Yeah, things with, like, numbers after them don't sound cool until you get to, like, 2000. Yeah. Like the, the what is it? The ICBM 2000? The be cool. ICD. ICD. Well, ICD-10 is, is, it's ICD. What about the ICUP? You ever hear that one? I C U P. Yeah, oh, you said it. I know. <laughs> um, yeah. So we wanted to start off by talking about how uh, science might have gone too far. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I've been reading some uh, cool, crazy news stories. <laughs> I just Google search weird news, and uh, <laughs> well, one of the things that came up was, um, you know how there's that conspiracy theory about how birds aren't real? Yeah. Um, so I just read this story about these scientists in New Mexico who are using uh, this new type of thing uh, to, start to study the flight patterns of specific birds. Yeah. Uh, and what they're doing is they're using uh, taxidermied birds and affixing them to drones. What? <laughs> and seeing if they're, like, allowed to join the pack? I, I guess. Maybe that's the point. I don't know. And just to track their flight patterns? Yeah, that's what they said, yeah. To try to track their flight pattern or migration patterns, maybe. I don't know. It's going to have, like, cameras and shit on there, so... Have they have they shown like a, a model yet? Yeah, you know what it looks like. It looks like um, a taxidermied animal with like fucking helicopter propellers attached to it. <laughs> it's like obviously yeah, the birds are not gonna believe that. I mean, come on. They might. Who knows? Are birds stupid? Uh, I don't think they are. I mean, they're gonna know if this was an egg that hatched from them or one of their friends, right? The, the dodo was stupid, right? Yeah, that's why they got knocked out. I don't they just, think, like, stood on the shores. I, I, t- I saw a thing on the History Channel one time uh, talking about how uh, it was offensive to call the dodo bird stupid because, like, it wasn't their fault that they got hunted to extinction. <laughs> Who's it offensive to? The, the extinct bird? The dodo bird, yeah. They named it a dodo. Yeah, but I don't think that was synonymous with... Uh, d- oh, dodo become like an idiot, like an idiot term after the bird. Yeah, after the bird. Yeah. 
That's pretty, that's kind of fucked up then for like a person to go in, <laughs> wipe out a population and then call them idiots. What are, uh, what, are there other examples of like recently extinct birds that you can think of? I told you the other night, my story about the zoo. Remember? Oh yeah. Cool. Oh, you got to say it again. <laughs> so when I was in brownies, I was, it was like the, the step before Girl Scouts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I was only in it for like maybe two or three years, but whatever. Mm. This year we got to go and stay in the treehouse in the zoo. Overnight. Overnight. Uh-huh. And like I remember going there and they like did like two presentations to us. Yeah. One was about the passenger pigeon that was extinct. Yeah. And the other one was about like an elephant that like lived at the zoo but had died. Yeah. And like the the body was buried like not too far from where we were staying. Yeah. Creep me the fuck out. But, um, yeah, so, like, now I'm just passenger pigeons bum me out and, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, the story was weird because you said you were afraid to sleep overnight in a zoo because of two things that weren't in, in existence anymore. You're like, I'm scared because passenger pigeons don't exist and an elephant died one time. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared because the people that I'm staying with are associated with the dis- disappearance of these two things. Oh, and you don't want to be part of that. I don't know what y'all are doing behind the scenes. What are you cutting up and, hand, and feeding those tigers? <laughs> it all looks like meat. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, they got to use it for something like that, right? Why, why, why waste good elephant meat? What else would she use it for? What else? Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. What this was... is going to tie in well with my topic for later, too. What the fuck was Joe Exotic doing with the animals? Was he serving them at the... Uh... I think he was serving the tiger's dead horse. Uh, what did he serve the people that made them sick? Remember they said that he had, like, some, was it, like, meat that, like, went bad? Or was it, like, I think you're confusing meat? documentaries. With what? There's wild, another one? Wild Country was the one where they tried to... No, 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 no. no, no. Blend he, up the beaver and give the town salmonella? No, he did some, like, I think he did, like, a charity thing. And, like, the people said that they got sick or something like that. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember that that's part of his story at all. Out of everything Joe Exotic, that's not something I remember. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but back to these uh, birds on drones. Um, yeah. Do you think that's what we saw that one time? No. Well, we saw that one time were definitely aliens, I feel like. Yeah, we saw aliens one time, and we can't even tell you the story because it's so fucking crazy. And... <laughs> Almost like unbelievable. Yeah. We saw an entire cloud filled with like tiny bird looking objects. Yeah. And then after that, we saw like balls of lightning rising up from the street in, yeah. like, in weird places. Yeah, it was. It was fucking weird as shit. And there really was no weird. explanation. There were fun memories, though. Fun memories, but, like, it like still keeps me of up these at night. extinct animals. <laughs> like, I wonder if one of those things is what made me get up and eat that burrito in the middle of the night that I don't remember uh, about. Maybe. Um, I'm sorry. The other thing that I was reading about where scientists have gone too far was um, there was recently a thing that happened in the Netherlands. Yeah. There was this Australian company... Uh, and they revealed their latest uh, creation at this, uh, I guess it was called the Nova Museum okay. in the Netherlands. Uh, it was a meatball made from woolly mammoth DNA. What? Yeah. 
<laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. They fucking made a woolly mammoth and then just turned it into meatballs? No, no, no. So, uh... Was it, like, one of those Beyond Meat things? Yeah, 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 basically. So, in 2015, uh, they were able to successfully sequence uh, the woolly mammoth's full genome sequence. Okay. So, uh, what the scientists did, this Australian company, um, what they did was they used the DNA sequence for the mammoth myoglobin, which is the red shit that comes from steak that isn't blood, but it's, uh, like, the red juice. Okay. Yeah. So they figured out that part of the DNA sequence of the woolly mammoth, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then um, they took that and they combined it with genetic data from the African elephant because that's the, like, closest relative to the woolly mammoth that we know of anyway. What genetic data? I don't know specifics. Like, how did they they mix that up? I don't know. (laughs) They took the the medius of each part. What was the prep like on that? (laughs) (laughs) They probably kept the hair part out of it and, like, increased the, like, meat parts. I don't know. Somehow. I don't know what part of the genome that is that you got to add or subtract or whatever. Like, but I'm saying, like, they didn't get this from, like, elephant jizz or, like, a... No, 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 no. They just took, like, a cell? They just took the... I guess elephant genetic sequence elephant uh, African elephant DNA and probably like altered the part of it that's the African elephant myoglobin to be more like the woolly mammoth one if that makes sense okay yeah so then they took that and they uh, inserted it into a sheep uh, and then they coaxed it to multiply into uh, 20 billion cells that made up the final meatball yeah, and they unveiled it in this museum in the Netherlands. Hold up. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, the audience... So they put it into the sheep's uterus? Uh, they said... Or did they just, like, attach it to its leg? I don't know. I don't know what... Oh, did it grow, like, a tumor or something? Like a, like a baby, but, like, not uh, a baby? Yeah, you know maybe. what I mean? Like, I how you know. can get those, like, um... They're called, like, molar pregnancies, oh, where, yeah. like, the body just starts to build, like, I guess, whatever, the building blocks of a baby, but it's not. It's yeah, like a... babies start with molars. They start with the teeth first. Yeah, teeth first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it said uh, the audience described the product as smelling good, uh, similar to crocodile meat. So, there you go. Like, why the fuck... I don't know, I've read, they, a lot of people were saying that it was supposed to, like, raise awareness and, like, <laughs> something. Raise awareness of what? I have no idea. And, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what about, where's the PETA people, like, uh, like trying to make sure, like, what they're doing to the sheep? If Is that cool? Yeah, I don't know. I guess. Like, is that, uh, is that what's it called, are uh, you, sustainable? Are you allowed to test on sheep or whatever? Maybe it was just, you like. You can test on anything. Maybe it was, like, a sheep, just, like, a sheep. Uh, like a piece, you know what I mean? Like a, like in a petri dish? No, I think that it needs to be attached to a live host. Oh, Do you know what I mean? To get the blood supply? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I didn't understand that meat company. Beyond? Is it Beyond Meat or is that, that they're vegetables. There was that one meat company that was like, we can cut like one burger off a cow. Yeah. The cow gets to stay alive and then we have something that just generates like a million burgers from this one burger. Yeah, I think. And I'm like, you need a, you need something, like some living source to, to grow that, right? Uh, the last time I looked into it, they were saying that 
the cell degradation over time was the problem, and they had to try to figure it out. So maybe you're right. Maybe they need like a living host or whatever for it. I don't know. Yeah, but what counts as living though? Like, it, could it be just a piece of like skin or something like that that grows? It has to have like either like something Does like a tree a that has like root, a root system. Yeah. That you could graft it, graft it on, so it's getting all the nutrients from the tree. Uh-huh. Or it has to have like a uterus. That um Deuterus. Deuterus don't have uterus. <laughs> I mean biologically. Oh uh, yeah, we don't wanna go there. I know, but I'm just trying to be uh whatever. <laughs> Would you eat a meatball made from woolly mammoth? Fuck no. If they made it the, the way that they described it, where they didn't actually... That seems like the most complicated way to make a fucking meatball. Yeah. They said it smelled like crocodile meat, though. Is that good? I don't... I've never eaten crocodile, and I actually worked at a place that served crocodiles, I feel and like, I never had it. I feel like you definitely need some type of soy sauce for that. For crocodile? Yeah. Right? Like, I don't mm. know. I feel like you need, like, a lot of breading. Mmm. Deep fried? like Deep a fried. Tender, like, like, don't tell tender. me what it is. Yeah. It's probably the only way that I'll eat it. Really? But you yeah. would, though. I mean, if I was starving and it, that was the only thing available, I might consider it. If you could choose one extinct animal to make a meatball out of, what would it be? Oh, God. Dodo? No. Damn, I don't know. That seems so mean. Like, I don't even want to make a meatball out of the cows that exist. I love meatballs. Yeah, meatball Ron. Yeah. Did you pick a person? No. (laughs) No, in fact, I think that that's the mark of whether or not someone's a good or a bad person. If they would go with cannibalism? If they would, if they would, if we get to the end of the line, there's nothing left. We've used up all our resources, and that's, that's the. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the final stand. I've had this argument before in the past with a lot of people. Yeah, and everybody's like, why do you have to take it so far? And I'm like, because how far (laughs) else can you take it? Like, just get to the end. Yeah. Let's let's make up a deal. Yeah. Would you or wouldn't you? Will will they, won't they? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so explain it. That's the initial meat cute. So what's the... (laughs) (laughs) M-E-A-T? What's the... uh, What's the... What's the litmus test? What... What? If if you would say like I would rather starve to death than eat another human being. Yeah. I think that's the litmus test. Okay. So people that would would in a made up scenario definitely choose and maybe even excited to choose cannibalism. Does it bad? I mean, I think that, you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. You know, cuz I mean, I wouldn't eat nobody. I wouldn't eat somebody. Yeah. Yo, pinky swear on that one. That's not. Swear. I'll kiss your thumb. Kiss your thumb. Kiss the thumb. Okay. There it is. Yeah. Um, hopefully, scientists don't go that far where they like try to recreate human meat. <laughs> people to eat. The sustainable kind. Well, you know how they're like, uh, we want to make these like sex dolls like as children for pedophiles, so they don't like go out and get real kids. Like, is that the same thing? Where it's like we're gonna make like. Like, fucking human-flavored Tostitos or whatever? Like, I feel like it would be really hard so to cannibals. cater to the cannibal population because... Who would admit it, They right? don't <laughs> reveal themselves. They're like vampires, you know? <laughs> 
they're not gonna be like, I just want to be accepted yeah. in society. They might. That might be the new thing. Everybody just thinks I'm gonna eat them, <laughs> just because I'm a cannibal. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm gonna eat everybody. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, if it was a matter of like, okay, well, like I could grow, regrow some skin or a limb or whatever, yeah. and a person could only subside off of some food from my body. Yeah. I think I would be willing to sacrifice that. Yeah. Um, you know, to help my fellow person. Yeah. But like I wouldn't eat somebody like to kill them. Yeah, does it yeah, do you have to do that second do you have to do that part? I don't know. I don't know. Well, good thing we just pinky sweared, so yeah. hopefully we'll never have to find out if someone's I'm just making up the wildest scenarios <laughs> just to be like, no, this is a gauge. Um the nether. Uh, wait, hold on. For me, I think I would go with uh, maybe saber tooth tiger. No, cat meat can't be good, right? Do people eat cats anywhere? Well, okay. First let's, of all, let's not go there. No, but, I wasn't even going there. Actually, <laughs> I was gonna say you like, wouldn't want to eat cat meat because they're probably really high in high in mercury. Well, like big cats, like tigers and like lions and stuff, like. People wouldn't eat those, right? Like, I, I feel like the meat would be too stringy, maybe. I don't know. Oh, God. You know what? I had to dissect a cat in nursing school. Oh, no. It was awful. Really? I don't rem. I mean, the meat that I had to dissect was, like, in, uh, what's that shit called? Uh, that you, like, you, uh, it's, like, is what, it's what what is. <laughs> oh. It's fair that I know the drug term and not the nursing term for it. <laughs> the shit that they embalm people with. Embalming fluid. Yeah, but there's a name for it. Anyway, yeah. so it was embalmed, so I couldn't really tell what the texture was too much, yeah, but it yeah. was gross. It looked kind of like human skin. Oh, God. Like, because they were, like, shaved. They were shaved. Yeah. Well, they were shaved like, yeah, they were mostly shaved. Like, not completely. Like, they were. <laughs> they they yeah, were. a landing strip on the back? <laughs> well, because we had to we had to dissect the whole animal. Yeah. So the, the heads weren't shaved. Yeah. But the rest of the body was shaved. What about, like, a dinosaur? Is it, like, a specific dinosaur you want to, like, take a piece of and try in a burger? No. Like, I don't think that reptiles seem like good meat. No. Well, like, I don't if, even like chicken anymore. When people were trying to say that reptiles... Had feathers, yeah. The, yeah. Might just taste like chicken. Yeah. But I feel like it would be really Crocodile. tough chicken. Crocodile meat. <laughs> oh, plus, those things scare me out of anything in the world. I think crocodiles scare me the most. Oh, yeah. Like, just thinking of them makes me like, ugh. And manatee. Yeah, they're demons. Well, you can eat a manatee. No, I, well, I would still feel bad about that. Yeah. No, you're not even allowed to approach them. Oh, what about Buffalo. They almost went extinct. They don't care. Now they make buffalo burgers. Yeah. I, in fact, the place that I the place that I worked that had crocodile also had buffalo. Does it count as cannibalism if you're eating meat that was lab grown from a caveman? It's a different species. I mean. Different species. I think so. Like I, uh, I guess is it like are you getting? That consciousness of the person in there? Nah, it don't have, it don't got no soul, like we said. It don't got, if it don't got a soul, we good, right? I feel like the soul's what really gets <laughs> the meat flavor, you know. Uh, you can we might as well just eat beans at that point. This meat is soulless. <laughs> he ain't got no soul. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so the Netherlands were also in another news story that I was reading. 
Uh, and it was about this guy. <laughs> Did all the weird news come up in the Netherlands? Just these two so far. <laughs> but I don't know if they uh, have anything to do with each other, but they might. Um, but this guy in the Netherlands uh, was court-ordered uh, to stop donating his sperm after judges said that the man fathered between 500 and 600 children. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking crazy, right? What was the, the like, the concern was that the gene pool was going to get too diluted? Mm, I don't think or they concentrated went. concentrated or whatever? I don't think they went too far into, like, the reasoning why. I, I mean, but that seems like the rational thing, right? Yeah. You have six, 60, 600? So from between 500, 600, 500 and 600. Yeah. Biological kids, right? Yeah, yeah. And each of them has kids. Yeah. They're, those kids is kids are gonna meet each other that's that genghis khan shit yeah oh man that's not good yeah and in a country like the netherlands is that a is that one country or is like the netherlands like part of a couple different countries well it said the netherlands and then it said dutch court so i don't know if it's like different they said it was at the hague you ever hear the hague is that a paper it's a place it's like a big ass building in Deutschland or some shit. Deutschland? Where is that at? That's in the Netherlands. With the Dutch. So if you're Pennsylvania Dutch, your ancestors are from the Netherlands? Mm, I don't know. Can they trace that back? I mean, they probably can. <laughs> um, the judges said he could be fined uh 100,000 euros for each new infraction that he makes. Oh shit. So if he keeps on fathering children, he's going to have to owe 100,000 euros each time. So wait, was he ordered to stop having his own children or just stop donating no, 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 no. his just, sperm? Just to stop it cuz I guess the clinics can't tell if he's going in there like under different names or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they just need a better vetting process. <laughs> He's just gonna put puts on one of those fake mustaches with the nose and the uh, eyes attached to it. <laughs> oh, I'm Mr. Johnson. <laughs> um, They're like, whatever, sperm is sperm. Yeah. yeah, but like, okay, so if you're gonna get like one person pregnant, right? Yeah. You don't. You need like what? One or two vials of sperm. I don't know if it takes. Like, what do you think they do with the rest of the money in that, or the money, the rest of the sperm in that bank? I don't know, but they the court also ordered him to write the clinics abroad that he's donated to. So apparently, it wasn't just there. He's also donated his sperm abroad. Oh to other shit! Places. He's like really gonna be like Genghis Khan. Yeah, uh, and they said he was supposed to write the clinics and ask them to destroy any of his semen <laughs> that they may have in stock. Uh, except for doses that were reserved for patients who already have children by him. So if there was like a lady who like went, had a baby by that donor and she was like, I want to have another biological kid from that guy, then they're allowed to do that. But that's it. Like, are women, like, intentionally choosing this guy? I don't know. Like, I'm like, what's so great about this guy? Like, well, or Dutch. is it just like... Is there not a lot of Dutch people left? I don't know. Well, there's at least five to six hundred more people since this guy exists. That are half Dutch, you know, <laughs> at best. That's fucking wild. Yeah, it's crazy. I remember... It would be, it would be crazy if the government was like, you can't get your wife pregnant. I wrote uh, a short 
movie script when I was like 10 years old about a guy who uh, donated a bunch of sperm to like these banks to get money and he didn't know that he actually had a bunch of kids and then he, he finds out he has cancer, right? What the fuck? And then he How old were you? Like 10 years old. And then he had to go meet the kids before he died because he was like, this is like a like a personal journey thing or whatever. What the fuck? I know, right? But then, fucking, that shit that happens all the time. A couple years ago, I never like revisited it. Yeah. A couple years ago, like 10, maybe 20 years ago, fucking Vince Vaughn comes out with a movie. Same exact thing. I thought that's what that Will Smith movie was about. Which one? Seven Pounds or something. It was about a guy don't no he had AIDS in that movie. I, think. I thought he was donating all his body parts and he like went around and made friends with like people that were compatible. One of them wanted the sperm. Oh, not sperm. Never mind. Oh yeah. I got it completely Semen. mixed up. So at ten years old, you wrote a story about. A man that had donated sperm uh, his, his <laughs> and, and then got cancer and then met his children on like a okay. self-discovery journey. Yeah, here's, this is my plan. <laughs> At 10 years old, I found out that you could donate sperm and get money from it. So I thought, <laughs> why aren't people doing this every fucking day and just getting money and just like living like, like rich people, right? Yeah. I didn't know that like you, you could only do it like what, like. What's the official thing? Like, you can donate, like, once every six months or some shit like that? Is there an official statement on that? I have no idea. I think so. I don't I know what the sperm needs are. Per, per clinic, I think, is like that. Really? Yeah. But I've for most of them, you got to have, like, a college degree. And I didn't know that until after I wrote the script. And once I found that out, I was like, you know what? I'm kind of done with this idea. <laughs> I wasn't willing they to only that. want educated sperm? Well, I didn't. I wasn't willing to, like... Uh, commit to it that hard you know what i mean yeah Where like i was like yeah i don't, don't want to have to go to college for this <laughs> so did your character ever meet his children i never got that far in writing it no because once i found out about the college thing i forgot about it and then i found out about a vince vaughn movie i think that's why most people stop like and forget about having kids well because of vince vaughn no once they find out about the college thing oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. oh because they don't want to pay for their kids college exactly oh no i was thinking about myself i didn't want to go to college <laughs> myself it's like you were such a you were so ahead of your time it's unbelievable i know i almost thought i had to figure it out with this sperm thing but apparently it was wrong <laughs> like i want to know like exactly how much sperm is doled out to like patients <laughs> Like, do they do like a fucking in like an inventory the of their sperm? <laughs> the, do they do the inventory? Yeah, I don't know. How do, do they you... have to inventory their sperm? Do you do, do it they per have to vial? For it? I don't know. Or like per donor, or like per sperm? Per... Who the fuck knows? <laughs> per mouthful? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it would be insane for you to go to a sperm bank. Yo, how do you come? You're gonna swallow. How do you think they? <laughs> Yo, how do you think they measured that before they standardized using beakers for shit? <laughs> like caps? Yeah, they probably use like nut shells or something. Oh. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> oh my god, I just <laughs> I just cracked the code. <laughs> you cracked the nut code. I cracked the nut code. Oh my god, what are we talking about? <laughs> Uh, donating sperm at banks. Oh, God. This is going to go so well with my uh, topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just, uh, it just reminded me that, like, uh, there's no, like, way to 
we were talking about this earlier. There's no way to like naturally lower your sperm count. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Without like aff- negatively affecting your body, and then we we're like, oh yeah, there's no way to like do any type of like male or female birth control without no. negatively affect potentially negatively affecting your body either way. Yeah, there's pretty really weird, not. right? I mean, we talked about Mountain Dew. That used to be like the go-to for men's uh, reproductive health. Yeah, when I found that out at like, what was I like eleven? Probably like six months after his uh, script that was still in the phone. <laughs> you were like, fuck these they're like, They're like, yo, if you drink Mountain Dew, it's going to lower your sperm count. I went to the store. I bought all Mountain I told my parents, like, yo, can you buy me all Mountain Dew products? And they're like, why? Do you like the taste? I was like, not really, but, you know, I'm using it for stuff. They didn't know it was to lower my <laughs> sperm count. I couldn't explain that to my parents as an 11-year-old. <laughs> Meanwhile, dudes in my grade were drinking, like, Arizona green tea because they heard that it was good to increase their sperm count. Yeah, they wanted to increase increase it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they were having, trying to have kids in high school. Well, that sounds or terrible. They were just trying to be like, my sperm are really fast. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I was looking up, like, natural ways... I googled natural ways to lower your sperm count. Yeah. And everything that came up was uh, anabolic steroids, <laughs> uh, drinking alcohol or coffee, uh, eating processed meats and trans fats. Okay. And uh, exposing yourself to BPAs and pesticides. Okay. So those are all the natural ways. I you mean, you just use. do that on, like, your day-to-day living. Does <laughs> yeah. it have to be coffee? Can it, is it just caffeine? No, it's caffeine. Or okay. maybe it's something with coffee. I don't know. I don't know either. I didn't go deeper enough with that. But if you're Ooh. a gardener out there, you probably got a little Yeah, if, you, if you're your gardener, you probably need to fucking get Gym in on gardener? that Roundup fucking... <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the claim? The, uh, yeah, that. what is it? The class action? Class action <laughs> Is Jim Gardner a part of that? No. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Is that where he got his name? Nah. Um, yeah, there's no like other natural ways to like either do for females either. Like, there's some like herbs and and vitamins that you can take that are supposed to like support to like increase. No, there's other ones that are supposed to decrease. Decrease like okay. high high doses of vitamin C uh, will okay. treat a uh, embryo like it's a sickness mm. same thing with that, like aspirin or uh so hold on so you have a if you have an unwanted pregnancy fellas you could just give a bitch a bucket of oranges and she'll be all right i mean i think it's like super high doses like probably unhealthily high doses all right please save Get yeah don't ever don't take any medical advice from this but <laughs> i read one time on a thread that you could use a lot of vitamin c <laughs> i still had to have an abortion so <laughs> <laughs> Oy vey. um yeah uh we were talking about one of these research topics that you've been going over was uh placentas no, well so i didn't really mean to get into placenta stuff yeah so it <laughs> just kind of what, what made you just like, happen upon it what made you start looking at this like? well i'll tell you what happened right so yeah. remember when we were talking about capitus diminutia a few weeks ago when i was telling you guys about the way your name is written technically in roman law means that we are all slaves to the united states government in terms of all of our ids documentations yada yada mm-hmm so, in reading uh, the person that wrote this book and then, like, a whole bunch of other information stuff, I came across another 
person who wrote another book, mm-hmm. like in that vein. the The book is called The Right or Hold on, The Right of Way, Right of Way, and so. It was really interesting, actually, that when I started listening to this guy, because his name is Curtis R. Period Kallenbach. And he says that the period is important because it separates the living from the dead. So I remember how we were talking about in Capitus Diminutia, the name meaning a corporation. Mm-hmm. So he broke it down and said, this is according to this dude, so I'm not saying it's fact or not. But according to his book, like, if you write your name with, like, your first name, your middle initial period, it separates the living spiritual person from the federally owned entity. What if they don't have a middle name? I guess you make one up. Mm. I don't know. So he had this theory about, um, actually, I came up with my own, uh, well, you know, I'm going to go back to that. Here's the problem when you have ADHD and you write notes. They're all on, like, eight different pages and in different orders. Yeah. So, um... You picked the wrong, like, type of notebook to write the... You, you picked, like, a fucking... That, that's what waitresses take orders on? I was a so waitress. So they could easily put it up on that fucking carousel of orders? I know. <laughs> I was gonna, like, tear these all up and, like, put them in order before we started, but, you know, it's funnier to watch me fumble. Yeah. Right? I like it. Um... So, the guy writes this book called Right of Way, and it's basically about the person's journey, a person's journey from the mother's womb Mm. into the world. And so, he refers to original sin or a fault, or our original fault, is the cut of us from um, our placentas. So, like, that's, like, the fault in our stars, if you will. (laughs) Because a fault is a cut, right? Or or a hue. And we are hue men. What about circumcision? You know what? That's in, like, Jewish law, and I didn't really look at it. I was looking into, like... Of course you didn't. Well, I did, so... (laughs) I actually have some other information about... Some reasons why people that were cesarean-born may not be considered... uh, born but okay. that was not this is this is about placenta <clears throat> so you're saying there's a theory that if so you're... this guy's theory is that when you're born mm-hmm. your mother expels not only you but your placenta and umbilical cord yeah so that's all together in one piece right in a sack and so the baby sometimes the sack breaks sometimes the baby comes out in the sack but either way the mom expels both the placenta and the baby yeah But during, like, a birth in a hospital, they cut the umbilical cord, like, almost immediately after birth. Mm -hmm. And then mom expels the placenta on her own. Yeah. And then the hospital just disposes of it. Do they? I don't know what they do with the placentas. Don't, like, most of the time they, like, let you take it home if you promise to eat it? (laughs) I think you can come up with ways where you can, like, there was a thing when my kids were, like, born... Where you could save the cord blood if you wanted to, like, have it for later. Yeah. You know, like, but, like, for, like if, you, if you tell them, like, I want to take my placenta home because I want to do genetic experiments in my... Yeah, they're probably not going to give it to you. you. No, if you, if you say you're going to get it, like, encapsulated or some shit, they, I guess, figure out a way to give it to you. But the people that don't ask for that, they just whisk the placentas away. Mm. 
So this guy is saying that the placenta, at the moment that the cord is cut, the person becomes no longer whole. They're cut. They're they're maimed the or mayhem. They've had mayhem committed upon them at birth. Okay. And that is what the original sin is. That is why men can no longer be whole, uh, is because of the government. So basically what happens, and this kind of goes along with the capitalist diminutia mm. in this guy's theory, is that what the government is giving the name and the birth certificate and trustee or beneficiary to is the human remains that are the umbilical cord and the and the placenta after birth. Mm. So it's not the like the actual person is is not a part of that equation. Yeah. So you can either choose to be that character and the, repre- the represent Yeah, literally. You could you could choose to be the placenta. You could choose to be the placenta or or you could and you know, do whatever cuz then at that point you're subject to all insurance schemes. So mm. being a part of a society is like a type of insurance because you're supposed to um, comply with societal standards, right? Yeah. So you could get a cop could beat you up if you're not complying. And basically, the way that the society was built is like people who are in jail need the most um, punishment. People that are out in like the regular world, like with their licenses and all that shit, can get kept can be kept track of with like the system of like certificates and all that kind of shit. Okay. And then like if they need punishment then they go to jail or they have fines and all that kind of stuff but it's not the actual physical natural person because you can't put oh i just hit that thing on my mic hold on okay i need to stop talking with my hands so much because every time i touch this microphone even a little bit it starts buzzing you're italian though it's a, it's i can't very, help it yeah. i feel like i'm like you know dumb when my hands are behind my back well, nobody said put them behind your back. Although if, I, if they're in front of me, I'm going to knock this microphone out of the way. <laughs> okay. I can't help myself. You don't myself. have to threaten me, man. It's fine. So, basically, this man's point is that mayhem, yeah. maimed, we're being maimed <clears throat> at birth. Without our knowledge, we're being put into a trust or, or an insurance scam. Okay. Like, basically, his whole thing is, like, everything that's not criminal law is an insurance scam, which ties into the maritime law shit that we're talking about. And they were saying if someone were to place ownership upon the mothership or the mother that is holding you while before you're born, then it kind of like blocks your passage from being able to move from being inside the womb to the outside world. And all of that shit, that symbolism of like water and all of that stuff, like mm. they put maritime law on us because of the water of birth. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we agree to it by saying, yes, that name on that paper is us. When do you say that? When you sign up for a job, when somebody asks for your ID. The only time it really matters is if you're, like, in court for something or if you're, like, trying to not pay taxes. <laughs> or, I mean, honestly, it's more than that, though, because it's more of, like, a system of control. Mm. Control that, like, is not really over you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So also my, my so here's my question: Where are the placentas? Because they're at the point where like they're still like living organs. They could be grafted onto something else. For they could what? be exactly for growing fucking woolly mammoth meatballs. Who the fuck knows? Oh. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if you put a placenta on something, 
Yeah. I don't know. It still probably needs to have a heart or something that's like. Well, what is it? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do with that? Like, make a it, continuous meat supply. Who knows? Put it on something for what? Like to act as the continuous blood supply. Do they got machines to, to that act, can do that? No, they don't have machines that can act as the placenta because the placenta is what. They got a bag that can act as. The, the amniotic fluid, but it can't act, sac, can't yeah. act as the thing that actually exchanges the the gases and all the yeah, yeah. stuff that the baby needs. Yeah, it's true. So the placenta is the only thing that can do it, and the baby grows it. So a common mi- misconception is that the placenta belongs to the mother. It doesn't. It belongs to the fetus. So if a baby has fetal alcohol syndrome and they take that placenta and use it for other stuff. Oh, they're going to make a bunch of fetal alcohol. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of weird times, like, during pregnancy where, like, drinking matters more than it... You know what I mean? Mm. There's a couple weeks in the beginning where it doesn't matter because the embryo hasn't really attached to the uterine wall and the placenta's not forming yet. I think once the placenta is forming is when it's bad for you to start drinking. Oh, okay. So... Gotcha. Or vice versa. I don't remember. Look it up if you're trying to drink during pregnancy, okay? Yeah. I'm not your goddamn medical advisor, even though I am a nurse, so, but I'll charge you for <laughs> health advice. Yeah. So, um, what did you want to say? Talk more about the C-section thing. So. Where that came from, like the etymology of the word of C-section. And shit. So, yeah, after talking about, like, where's the placenta at? Like, where where are they stored? Where my placenta's at? Because the guy that was writing the book and then I was listening to a podcast he was on was essentially saying that, like, this was done as some sort of blood sacrifice. Which, to me, I've always thought. I'm like, when bodies okay. go to a freaking funeral home, where does the blood go? When bodies go to, like, you know what I mean? Like, even... Like, when they do surgeries and all that kind of stuff. I know blood that's taken from the Red Cross or whatever, like, that comes in packed and ready to go. Yeah. I'm talking about the stuff they're taking out of people. Well, you can't use dead blood for anything. I think that's, like... Yeah, but at the time... So, you can use uh, dead body parts for stuff because they harvest organs as soon as people die. So, there's a period of time where you can keep them alive, Mm. like, not all the way dead. Yeah. Okay. And so, then what if there was some source of something that you could graft these placenta onto like and use body. the placenta or mm, with a heart that they could restart or something like that. Mm. Use the placenta as a vehicle to bring forth whatever they want. If they have sperm, they got as much sperm as they fucking want. They shouldn't have all you know? that sperm. They could fucking put whatever they want in there. We gotta do something about all the sperm. We gotta reclaim everywhere. our placentas, people. <laughs> and if you can't do it physically, just do it spiritually. Because <laughs> that's fucking weird, right? Like, yeah. so, and I was like, okay, so what about people that were had C-sections? Because, mm-hmm. well, they still don't have their placenta in the same way. And I thought that the word C-section had come from Julius Caesar because that's what we were told. Yeah. However, um, through your research, through my hours of research where I can't find where I wrote it. Yeah. Hold up. It's almost here. Oh, it's right there. You see it? No. See, like, don't fuck with me. Or I'll have to mayhem you. Oh, no. What does that mean? Mayhem means to maim. Hold up. I wrote the definition down. To willfully and permanently deprive someone of a body part. Damn. 
or to willfully and permanently disable somebody by mutilating or disfiguring any part of their body. Mm. So this guy's point was mayhem is afflicted upon us at birth. Yeah. That is all the symbolism that they're talking about in the Bible of the, you know. Gotcha. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Now go back to why uh, Caesar's not a cesarean. Oh, cesarean section. God damn it. Oh, it's right there. Don't do that to me again. It's not funny. (laughs) It's not funny after the first time. Okay. It was like the last thing I got into it, so it's probably towards the back. You said it was some fucking like pontiff or something, right? Cesarean section. Yeah. Was uh, part of... Lex Caesarea, Caesarea, which was imperial law, which was instated by Numa Pompilius, Pompilius, who was a predecessor of Caesar. Okay. So that law was in place before Caesar. And the law was that a C-section was required for the child of a mother who had died during childbirth. Mm. Um, and that the child be cut from her womb. So it was supposedly done, A, because it was like seen as um bad or whatever to bury a mother who's still pregnant mm-hmm. um even if both the mother and child were not currently a living but well, also to preserve the baby's life if they could so like if a pregnant lady died they always cut her open just in case yeah that's wild to make sure the baby's okay. I mean, I guess if they're past, if their pregnant lady dies at twelve weeks pregnant, I don't know that. I'm they thinking would... about like fucking like Western days. That's what they used to do, like C-sections. I mean, this was in the fucking Julius Caesar days. When we got to the Wild West, it was the Wild West, so they might have been doing whatever the fuck they wanted. <laughs> Which they were using placentas for everything. <laughs> they were probably using it for douchebags. That's how the West was won. <laughs> Placenta meats. Oh, we got to get into the Wild West next. After I can figure out where all the placentas placentas go yeah i need to know where the placentas go i need to know where all the organs and the stuff goes from the morgues maybe they all go into are they going to the public waterways maybe they're going into those potter's fields that you were talking about oh yeah hold up did i so let me finish telling you about c-section you got me fucking turned around all right i'm sorry so this numa pompilius he was a predecessor of Romulus, uh-huh. and he was one of Rome's most important religious and political leaders. Okay. And the following things are attributed to him mm. on top of the Caesarian section. Okay. The Roman calendar. Okay. Um, vestal virgins, which were priestesses or virgin goddesses, I guess the notion of them. Yeah, we don't got those anymore. Yeah, no, they took the women totally out. They're got, they're uh, out yeah. The cult of Mars. Uh, the might, cult of Jupiter, they all might still be around. the cult of Romulus, mm-hmm. and the office of Pontifex, Pontifex Maximus, who is the supreme pontiff or the high priest, or by today's Catholic standards would be the Pope. Gotcha, the Pope. So that's all the stuff that, um, what's his face, brought forth. Uh, that was Numa Pompilius. So anyway, the contrary to popular belief, the C-section was not named after Julius Caesar. There you go. And so the law was that all pregnant women had to have a C-section if they died during pregnancy or childbirth. Um, there was a Spanish saint named Raymond Nonatus. Shout out, Raymundo. Um, and he received his name because he was not born. 
which go. means he was born, born through C-section. And in, this is where I told you I looked up the Jewish law here. In some Jewish communities, there is a dispute among um, the authorities as to whether or not the firstborn son from a C-section has the laws of a Bekor, which is the firstborn son, and is eligible for the Pidion Haben, which is a dedication ritual that like allows the son to become a rabbi. Oh, okay. So if they're born via C-section, they're not eligible for that. Mm. Still doesn't tell me what they're doing with the placentas, but... I was a C-section. Oh, shit. Yeah, so technically I'm not alive. Technically you're not born. Fuck yeah. Was it, can I choose which undead creature I want to be? You can choose whatever you want. You can choose your birthday, because you don't have to be the character that your birth certificate says. Oh, yeah. That's the whole point of this. We're not that. Oh, yeah. Well, specifically me, because I was C-section, right? Yeah. Even according to their laws. According to their laws. Nice. Nice. And, um... Nice. And that's why they call, get, like, things a rite of passage. Mm. The rite of passage is you passing through your motherland, your mother's fucking vaginal canal, mm. to get through to the world. Oh, okay. Right? There you go. So... There's a lot of shit that was done with language to pervert it. Yeah. Um, you guys should look up the etymology of things. Yeah. It'll take you down so many different rabbit holes, though. That's Yeah, that's true. But this guy that wrote the book said that um, he found out what he found out, like, about the... Um, and whatever, this is just his opinion, but it makes sense to me. Mm. Um he said he did it because he was just looking up the definition of one word and then the word, like, say this was brought to you in a court of law. Like, he would look up the definition of that and then, like, what's the worst thing that they can do to me under that definition? And then he would look up the definition of that thing. And mm. then, like, keep going and he's like, every word tells a story and it kind of, like, is a piece of the puzzle. Okay. Because it's all, like, legalese to put us, according to them, to put us into, like, this basically uh insurance scam so that we're always like having to have insurance mm. on ourselves but you can't put insurance on a natural person like a whole person and we can be considered not, we are considered not whole because of that fault yeah that cut gotcha so what do you think about that well it's crazy man shit is wild i think it's pretty wild too yeah and it's like, where's all the blood going? What's it? So that's where I was going with the Potter's Field thing. Because mm-hmm. um, the guy said that the way these trusts are set up, the insurance scams or whatever, like they're set up under a beneficiary, which means that the person that the trust was set up on for is dead. So mm. you can't technically be a beneficiary if you're still alive. Oh. So um, where was I going with that? The Potter's Field? Oh, the Potter's Field thing. So I didn't know what a Potter's Field was. Yeah. And the guy was saying that they're basically using, like, a Potter's Field thing for, like, body parts that weren't used. Yeah. Um, Wasn't it mostly start... heads when they first started? No. Well, I don't know. Like, I what I read. There were, like, a bunch of, like, there was a Potter's Field, but it was, like, a bunch of heads in jars buried. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. I didn't read about that. What I read was the people, the, the, the um, Jew, Jewish priests okay. that paid Judas Iscariot to uh, turn Jesus in. Uh-huh. After, after Jesus was crucified, Judas killed himself, according to the story. Mm-hmm. 
And then those priests used the money that they paid him to buy the potter's field, which was also known as the Alcalpa or some shit like that, which was like the field of blood. Mm. So they said they they purchased the land to bury people that were poor or not from there. Okay. Um, And it was called a potter's field because the clay or the stone, or not the stone, the clay or the dirt in the field was really red. Um, so I'm like, is it blood? Like, pot, like, pot, like pottery? Like red pottery, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's specifically why they called it Potter's Field. Okay. So. Johnny Cash had it in that song. Really? Yeah. Or disappear into the potter's ground. Oh, yeah, because that's what they call a poor man's grave now. Like the man but there's also grave. places that we have Potter's Fields. In. There's Potter's Fields fucking everywhere, which I didn't know. I thought it was, like, one place. Yeah, you started naming parks that I had no idea existed. And you were like... The one's around here. You said, this place is a potter's field. I said, what, what is the place? You're like, fucking... It was a literally... Landmark park. It was the biggest park in New York. <laughs> Probably the only thing I didn't write down. Madison Square Park in New York. If you think of a park to go to in New York, isn't that the one? I heard of Madison Square Garden. I had never I'm heard of Madison sure the Square park's Park. Right there. And if I'm going to New York and somebody's talking about the park, I would think it's Central Park. I'm, I don't know. All right, maybe. I forgot about Central Park, <laughs> but maybe that's not a Potter's Field. Yeah, maybe. But Washington Square Park, which is in Philadelphia, uh-huh. that's a Potter's Field. Yeah. They and got dead bodies there. I got well, yeah. That's where one of the tombs of the unknown known soldiers there. I thought that was in D.C. They're all over the fucking place. What was the one in uh, Chicago that you were talking about? Lincoln Park? Oh, yeah, Lincoln Park. It's They're all built over these things, which is was weird. It, is it like a baseball field there now or some shit? Yeah. There was in uh, 1970 or whatever, whatever, 77 that baseball started. Yeah. It was like six years after they had made the place where the field is uh, a potter's field is wow. when they built a baseball field over it. <laughs> so who knows? We're probably all living over, you know cemeteries because i'm yeah. like what happens with everybody like when everybody's gone right now yeah everybody that owns the cemeteries that are here mm. it's gonna take like what two or three generations before somebody's like all right let's just fucking knock this shit down and build something on it uh, do, do they recycle grave sites like, i don't know who knows we've never been around to see that yeah i don't know Is it, eventually you're gonna run out of land right you would yeah anyway. exactly <laughs> and what a waste of land is it to just like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, to do it all in one spot kind of makes more sense to just bury people in their yards. Uh, <laughs> you know how like, you got to call the power company before you, like, dig just in case you hit, like, a power line? On the gas company? Yeah. Do you think it's the same thing? Like, you got to call the dead body hotline make sure there's no dead bodies. I know you have to call the township <laughs> to get permission if you want to bury somebody in your yard. Like, you can do that, but you have to get permission. You have to use the proper word etymology. Exactly. Do you want to tell us about that? What, more about word etymology? Yeah. Uh, no. I, what else did you have written down about that stuff? That was pretty much all I had about the potter's fields, just that they were all over the place. But what he was saying about um, how the placenta thing ties into being a potter's field is that yeah. essentially what the placenta and umbilical cord are are human remains. Mm. That you're getting a trust and a beneficiary, whatever, attached to, which is basically a dead body. So he was like, we're literally all built off of a, a, a fake potter's field. Oh, uh, okay. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what made me look it up. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, word etymology really will, will like, lead you down a bunch of rabbit holes. Yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, I wanted to bring this up. Uh, I wanted to talk about some fake news that's been happening lately. Uh, and we all know fake news because of uh, the the, germ- the Greek root word, uh, embellish, which means... Uh, oh, that was another thing I just looked up, yeah. Translates to, uh, to tell the truth. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true? No, it's not true. I just made that up. Well, the, you got to stop falling for the fake news. That, no, but literally, like, one of those words, it's descendants. It's yeah. literally an anagram of decadence. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So. What was the one that I got you with that you, like, believed for a while? What do you mean a while? Like a long time. Mm. Oh, it was the uh, uh, that the, sick, the old man from Six Flags got arrested on child porn charges. I don't think I ever believed that. You believed that for a good little bit. <laughs> you told me that about the guy from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I didn't know that about him. Oh, that's true, though. That one, that part was true. I don't think I would Jeffrey, have cared that much about the Six Flags guy. Jeffrey, what's his name? Jeffrey Giles or some shit? He was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He looks like, um, he Beer reminds juice. me of um, the rat from Charlotte's Web. Oh, wow. Uh, Templeton. He looks like Templeton. Was that his name, Templeton? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, um, but yeah, we were talking about fake news, uh, this whole Jamie Foxx thing that was happening. Oh, yeah, because so, I read, like, all day, what, yesterday or the day before, that people were like, Jamie Foxx is on his last hours, like, nobody knows how he's gonna turn out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, well, I think this is the first time that they, like, a couple days ago, was when they were mentioning that it was happening, uh, on CNN, like, on the major news networks, they were like... Jamie Foxx is on his last legs and... Oh, it actually got to CNN? I remember watching it on CNN and maybe on Fox News, too. They might have been talking about it on The Five, but... (laughs) Where did they get that information from? Whatever... uh, What was it? Rap TV or Rap Nation? One of these, like, uh, social media... I think it was, like, a Twitter or something. Um, They posted that. But it was, like, a thing where, like... It happened like weeks ago or something like that. I think like his daughter. I don't, had to like nobody come out. ever gave an update. Like well, I his think his daughter updated. She like posted that he was like playing pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> well, and all the people were like, "What? What did they say?" Uh, there was like a bunch of people like uh, disputing that, and they were like, "Obviously, uh, Jamie Foxx wouldn't be playing pickleball. What the fuck is pickleball?" And there's people, like, explaining what pickleball is. And they're like, obviously a black man wouldn't be caught dead playing pickleball. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> this is obviously fake news. <laughs> I like, love it. It's coming from his daughter, test. though. Unless <laughs> it's black people and all the white people are like, he definitely has a vaccine injury. He's had, he has, like, the blood clot thing happen from the vaccine. Yeah. And uh, it's just funny to watch all the conspiracy f- theories unravel, and then his daughter's like, dude, he's fine. Well, for, but do you think if he was fine, he would have just, like, came out with his own video of being, like, I'm fine? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Right? Like, we just talked about celebrity clones. Maybe they're just trying to get him, like, synced oh. up before he comes out. Why would you clone Jamie Foxx? I don't know. Held Up. That was a good movie. What else was Jamie Foxx in? The Jamie Foxx show? Collateral Damage. That was good. Was it? Yeah. You never saw that? I can't remember. With Tom Cruise. He was like a hitman and Jamie Foxx was like his taxi driver or whatever the fuck. Oh, kind of. I, re- I kind of recall, but no. That's pretty good. Yeah. I liked the Jamie Foxx show. Yeah, that was all right. It was well, better than the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. 
Oh, yeah. Anything was better than Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's not a good litmus test on its own. <laughs> I mean, I was just... It was better than... Um, it wasn't better than Wayne's Brothers. No, it wasn't better than Wayne's Brothers. I just saw somebody try to say that the other day, though, and I wanted to be like, what? But they were black, so I was like, I don't really have... You can't. You gotta step out of that argument. Yeah, I stepped yeah. out immediately, even though I knew I was right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny how, like... Uh, there's been a lot of, like, reports of, like, fake news articles coming out recently. Yeah. Especially with all this, like, AI shit that's been happening, like... Yeah, because everything looks real. Yeah. Or nothing is discernible as fake anymore. That's right. Which I think are two different points. (laughs) If you think about it, anyway. If everything looks real or nothing looks fake? Eh, tomato, tomato. Potato, potato. <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to uh, tell you about this um, thing that I looked up. <clears throat> it was a story that was like uh, one of the originators of the fake news thing. Besides, like going back into the Bible times, like this was like more recent, like nineteen hundreds. Uh, so there was this this thing called uh, the Battle of Mons. M-O-N-S. And it was the uh, first major battle that the British Army fought in World War One mm-hmm. um, against the Germans, uh, but it was fought along the French borders. Um, and during this like battle, uh, the British Army attempted to hold the line uh, against the advancing, advancing Germans. Uh, I don't know why I said that like a German. <laughs> uh, so the British were forced to retreat like the next day, uh, eventually, because they were outnumbered by the Germans. Um, but that's a an actual battle that happened. There's people there that saw it. it like you can't dispute that, right? Um, so in four, September twenty ninth, nineteen fourteen, uh, this Welsh author. Man, the Welsh just keep coming back. Author. Author named Arthur. Damn. Yeah. Uh, Arthur Manchin. Manchin. Uh, he published a uh, short story uh, based off of that battle, off of some, like, accounts that he had read about on, in, like, the newspaper or, like, different publications or whatever. Um, so he, he wrote a short story called The Bowman. And... Uh, it was inspired by the accounts he had read of the fights, uh, or the fighting. Uh, the story uh, described phantom bowmen, like ghosts, uh, from the Battle of Agincourt, I guess, which was like a fucking battle in France, uh, that were summoned uh, by a soldier on the British side who was uh, calling out to St. George at the time. So the story goes that one of the the British were losing, uh, a soldier cries out in help to Saint George. Okay. And Saint George sends these legendary archers from the Battle of Agincourt to defend the British against the Germans. Uh, and supposedly there was like uh, firsthand accounts of people saying that they found uh, German corpses that had been killed during the battle. With arrow wounds on their bodies. But no arrow? But no arrows. Which I think later got proven to be like some type of shrapnel or whatever that felt like a certain <laughs> way. Um, but anyway, 
So this guy writes a story called The Bowman. Uh, he gets the story published, but he, the publisher mistakenly does not label the story as fiction. They put the story out as, I think they, they changed the name of it to like a short story or something like that. Um, and then for the, like, I guess the remainder of like a, a bunch of, a, a bunch of his like career, uh, the author, the author, Arthur, uh, he received numerous requests to provide evidence that the story was real. And each time he always stated that he had no evidence because the story was made up. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, there was a story about, uh, I guess there was like a priest or like a pastor or something at like one of these churches that asked him if he could reprint the story in his like church pamphlet. And he was like, yeah, go ahead. That's fine. Go do it. And the guy was like, well, you know, we're, we, did, we did it. Uh, we're getting a lot of questions. Uh, can you provide us some evidence that this was real? And he was like, I can't do that. This is fake. It was totally made up. And the pastor didn't believe him and said, there's got to be a way to get evidence that this happened. And the guy the whole time was like, it's impossible because I made this story up. Wow. <laughs> but for years, this like... Uh, story that this guy totally made up from his head and I mean based on some type of event something that's somebody said I guess at one point right people were taking that as fact as like oh no the Christians had God on their side the British Christians had God on their side and they they praised the right saint who sent these archers these fucking famous archers to go and defend them against the Germans. <laughs> Yo, like, I, what year was that? 1914. First World Holy War. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, they're still rewriting it. Crazy, right? I mean, literally at this point, I believe that everything that we know is a forgery. Honestly, <laughs> honest to God. And I, and I will, and it's funny because how I got to this was because I started not reading the book series, but finding out about a book series called Spirit World. That's written by another author who I also, um, you know, was like watching their YouTube stuff and, um, you know, like got interested in like what he was talking about with phonetics and how like they perverted language. And now it's like uh, all these old languages that we had been talking about, like Celtic, which was a dead language or yeah. Gaelic. Yeah. Um, how about this? He, phonetics. Phoenician. That's where I was going with it. Oh, I'm sorry. I ruined the the. the it wasn't a joke. It was just the point. But no, like he started with that, and he took this Phoenician language, which is the oldest language that we have record of. Yeah. Prior to. Um, Richard Pryor. Prior, exactly, and basically with that compared with like the other dialects of like Celtic and like all that stuff, he's like, I think these were all the same language mm. to prove the, you know other you know other society but other like advanced civilizations before our civilization yeah and they're using like the hebrew as being our oldest text which it's really not it's obviously a forgery that's a widely accepted one that they go with right they're like oh these languages have to be after whatever the timeline is of the hebraic people mm-hmm. because that's the that's the litmus test the they litmus just decided test used, but it's not it shouldn't be that right no now. it shouldn't yeah. be because there's no there's no historical or like written documentation about anything involving christianity before the fourth century a.d mm. there's not like and there's barely anything written about jesus until after 
the fucking 14th century after the burning of the Library of Alexandria that all of a sudden we're like, you know, um, reinterpreting, reinterpreting the text and all that shit, you know, and you know, rewriting it. You know where it all comes around for this? Where? Uh, woolly mammoths existed from 700,000 years ago to about 4,000 years ago. Mm. What if there you go? What if woolly mammoth meatballs are the actual sacrament that you gotta take? Oh shit! Would you eat a piece of G- the real Jesus if you had a chance to? Hell no! What if he's like that's the way you? Can get I to think heaven? that's what this whole shit is was is symbolizing, <laughs> and I'm not even being sarcastic here. I think that like it's a symbolism of cannibalism. Yeah. Like this is my body. I found this fucking piece of wood at Goodwill. Okay, whatever. Um, and it was like supposed to be like one of in those, the store, like, not the parking lot. <laughs> in the store, and there was like these two bookends that were just made out of like pieces of wood, and like in bad like writing, it said that meal we shared was more than food. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, that's what convinced me. Like, mm. <laughs> that's what convinced. That's convinced you. me. Some fucking weirdo in the Goodwill parking lot. The way that they wrote it, I was like, you know what? You're right. You're right, crazy person who donated this to the Goodwill. I believe you. And I'm no longer... Although I did take uh, communion at my friend's dad's funeral. For the first time, I I took Catholic communion. Oh, is this the only time you ever did it? It's the only time I ever did it because I'm not Catholic. Oh. Suck it, Catholics. I just wanted to see what that chip tasted like, and it was not good. I had to taste it a bunch of times when I was a kid. Oh. I fucking hated it. <laughs> I'm just gagging thinking about it right now. I was so mad that I was never allowed to taste it. It was so dry. I know, but like everybody else got snacks in church and I just had to sit there. <laughs> it was bullshit. And why does the priest only get to drink wine? What? In the Catholic church. How come only the priest drinks wine? What do you mean? When you do like the... Everybody drinks the wine. They don't give you a sip out of their cup. You're supposed to. He, he the priest goes up. He's wearing like a, uh, what's that called? The thing that goes around your neck. It's like a scarf. A scarf. Yeah. Or like a, a, white, a lapel. A white lapel. <laughs> white scarf. Uh, and it's usually like purple or some shit like that. And then he goes with the the chalice and he goes up. It says body of Christ. You put the 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 chip in their mouth. They swallow it, and then you give them a sip from the chalice. And then you take the the, the scarf, and you wipe their lips, and you wipe the, uh, the chalice end. So you get all the germs out, the Holy Spirit. That's like uh, kissing it up to God, but it's on the scarf. Wait a minute. <laughs> I've never seen a church where the, like, the priest gives wine to other people other than himself. No, wait. You go to a church where the priest only drinks wine himself? Yeah, he does the whole, like, he kisses it up to God. And this one's he for does the whole <laughs> he, does, he does the whole ceremony himself. He takes the sacrament, and then he brings it to the people and just gives them the body. Doesn't give them the blood. Oh, you gotta have the blood. He you doesn't gotta... give it. I'm telling you, I've never seen the Catholic Church give out blood to the Bro, masses. Bro, you gotta wash it down with something. You can't just give them a dry-ass cracker. I got and... a dry-ass cracker, and that was it. Did they know I wasn't Catholic? Oh, maybe Is that's that why. why? I didn't, he didn't even have wine in his hand. Like, wine wasn't even in the picture. Uh, I wouldn't. Mm, I don't know, man. Maybe people do things differently in different sects of... Uh... It was a Catholic Church. Yeah, but like... You got the Roman Catholics. You got the... What was the other one you said? There was a bunch of... Pontius Pilate Catholics or some shit. They're not Catholics. The Welsh Catholics. 
There's a bunch of different ones we did. We talked about last time that the Church of England was not really. Oh yeah. Remember they made that whole thing up just so that they could uh, overrule the Pope. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I That's came up with a new character that uh, outdoes what your guy does. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool. And I think we'll end on that one. I like it. <laughs> this was fun. This was fun. Uh, thanks everybody. Thank you to Aaron and thank you to me. Uh, for donating our uh, time to you guys. Yeah, thank you to everybody whose books I talked about. Yeah. Uh, you can go check them out. Yeah, do it. www.actualcomedy.com. Thank you. There you go. Peace. See ya. singing the baby to sleep. Wake up, little Betty Bies. Have you been Betty Bies? It was waking me up. When I lay me down to sleep. When the soul identifies with Maya, it forgets. Thus the soul is temporarily in darkness. It is deluded, and it dreams the mortal dream. Becoming increasingly involved and confused, the soul remains bound up with the world. The intuitive faculty becomes suppressed and its perception of truth blotted out.